Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Today, I continue my interview with Duncan Longden, a photographer from the UK. He has been in Taiwan for three and a half years. Last week, we talked about how he didn't like school when he was younger, but he was a smart kid. He was just mostly bored at school. But one time, he went to a friend's wedding. Years later, the friend was a photographer. He went home and told his wife that he wants to become a photographer. Then he came to Taiwan to work for National Geographic. He would travel to Japan, Singapore, and Hong Kong on assignments. He said he has been to more places around Taiwan than his mother-in-law, who is Taiwanese. Today he begins by telling a story about why, on certain occasions, you would want to have a camera in hand. One of my last students, I was teaching her. I'm kind of associated a bit with Fuji. I'm a Fuji X photographer,、yeah. um, and I was teaching her how to use this Fuji camera. And this beautiful story just arrived. You know those puff rice machines, puff rice salads with the, with、uh, the you、um, know, it's caramel and the puff rice, and all the steam comes out of it when、yeah. they pop it. You know、uh-huh. what I'm talking about? That that loud popping, bang, yeah, bang, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a really old one、yes. covered in patina. In a part of Taipei, and we, I was fascinated by this. I'd never seen it before, and I was standing watching it. And my student was next to me.、Uh-huh. She had her camera in her hand, and this brand new Porsche 911 turns up, <laughs> bright blue. The window goes down, and the kid leans out. And I just thought, here's a father bringing his son to have something that he enjoyed when he was a kid. Yeah. But look where he is, and look at the difference between this old、yes. machine and this brand new Porsche. And I was mortified、yeah. to see that my student hadn't picked a camera up to take a picture of it. Oh. And I was going, "Can I get your camera?" Yeah, yeah. And、uh, and she just got all fingers and thumbs. Uh huh. Well, that would happen、uh, to me. Yeah, but you just have to have it in your hand all of the time, even if you're sitting at home. Have the camera there. So if you want to get better. Well, nothing can still compare between a real camera and smartphone. I mean, even though you know smartphones now have really nice, high、better. density, you would resort to just using a smartphone instead of carrying a heavy camera and maybe get a bad back. <laughs> yeah, I have a bad back.、Um, right. I have I have lighter cameras. My Fuji's got a smaller sensor, but it's basically what I shoot most of my travel work on. It's perfectly capable for for pocket、A4. size. You're saying fairly、also. pocket size, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, it's more discreet. And if I'm going up to somebody with a great big lump of five <laughs>、yes. thousand pound camera in my hand, really putting it in their face, I like to get close to my subject. I'm not、uh-huh. a Henri Cartier-Bresson kind of guy to stand back and sneak a photograph. I'm much more like William Klein, where I want to go and interact with my subject. So I'll often ask, "Can I take your photograph?" or I'll make it obvious with body language. I'm approaching them and I'm making images, and they'll either wave you away or they won't. And if they don't, then get a bit closer and just don't be afraid to work the image and work the composition. And yeah, it's less intimidating when you've got something a little smaller. Why are you here in Taiwan? Is because of your wife? It kind of, but it's another story. It's、uh, we got married in the UK. We met in the UK in a motorcycle, through a motorcycle. Group.、Um, she wanted to come to Stonehenge. We were doing a ride to Stonehenge, and I just said, "If you're brave enough to get on the back of my motorcycle, then you're more than welcome to jump on." So、um, one thing led to another, and we got married in the UK. She was working for a company in the UK, and I left the UK and came to Taiwan. And I was here for a year and a half before she joined me. So she、oh. was living with my parents for a year and a half. And I was living with her parents for a year and a half. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> so I lived in a house with. Um, you know, just they don't speak English. 
fortunately there's some people in the house that do speak English okay. but uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law they'll speak Mandarin and my mother-in-law and father-in-law would reply in Taiwanese <laughs> so it's very difficult to learn anything it's very confusing oh gosh you're quite an adventurer yourself <laughs> okay so how are you finding Taiwan I love it I yeah. really love it as soon as I got here eight years ago the first time I came I just thought this is so much better than where I am in London just so friendly and safe feeling and uh, yeah I mean it's in some ways it reinstalled my belief in humanity really that London had sort of stripped away from me that sounds think, so extreme well I think working the, the job that I was doing working in security I really saw some rough stuff ah. and met people that had horrible experiences and yeah you know and I also know that you can't possibly leave a bag unattended or anything at all like this Whereas there's still a bit of there's still a bit of the London in me. I'm still a bit of looking over my shoulder, and I'll maybe if I'm going somewhere busy, I'll flip my bag around so that the front flaps against my body, so you can't get into it so easily. But you know, I've dropped the camera on the street and not even noticed it fall off my shoulder and come back, and it's still there. I left a brand new shirt with a with the receipt in it in Taipei Main Bus Station, and it got sent back to me. <sighs> And one night I got rather worse for wear at the pub and ended up in the wrong part of where I live. And I couldn't find my way back. And it was like three in the morning. Uh-huh. And a guy gave me a lift on his scooter from the 7-Eleven or, you know, convenience store. That would never happen in the UK. Or very right. rarely that would happen in the UK. They'd just go, ha, oh, this guy's drunk. What can we take from him? It's not that England isn't a really lovely place. It is. Don't be afraid to go there, but just be aware. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, uh, it's especially in London where I was living. What's it like um, working with Taiwanese people, you know, in your your profession, maybe, you know, when you're called to do a project or something, you've got a, a very strange smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's it like working with Taiwanese people? It's interesting. Yeah? In yeah. what way? Um, they go about things in a slightly different manner than maybe Western people do, but... Uh yeah sometimes it's quite sometimes it's quite difficult to understand exactly what they want from you um, well it's not just a language barrier it's also the culture or it's whatever it's just the way they use language I think um, ah. and sometimes it's better to be a bit more direct um, and they can be subtle I think so but then you know it's, it's that age old thing isn't it you can't see what somebody else is thinking so when it comes to dealing with photographers and stuff you have to be really give as many examples as you possibly can and be you know be blunt we can take it and if you're a photographer and you can't take that, then, you know, you need to think think about something else. That was the beauty of going to college in Birmingham. It took three days. You had to present your work and you had to judge other people's work. And you really had to understand criticism and be able to accept it. You know, that was one of the best lessons I could have learned from that. And so, you know, the trouble is in this job, you do a job. It's very rare that you get told thank you or we like your work. You only know if it's worked is if you get another job from that person. It'd be nice to get some feedback sometimes either way. Um, and I try and encourage my clients always to say, just be honest with me and let's work closely together. And if you can come on set with me, then and we can and you can look at my computer screen of the images that I'm creating for you, then we can really work together to create the correct images and then that will save time in the long run. So if I can get the client to come with me, then I'm very happy. But a lot of the time they're just, oh, we trust you, we trust you. And that's lovely you know it's great so far so good of i'm i'm my reputation's growing and i'm my work's getting better and i always strive to make my work better anyway so yeah i, I guess they're not that much different than than other people <laughs> you're listening to in the spotlight with shirley lynn what about taking pictures of townies people what's it been like 
When I travel with my wife and her friends, wherever we go around the world, they're happy to take photographs of other people. And I kind of feel it's the same same way being, you know, a Western guy in, in Asia taking photographs. Asian people just accept it. It's like you're a tourist. So um, you can kind of get away with it a bit more, maybe. Yes, I think so. Mm. I mean, if I were on the street and trying to take pictures of other people, they're like, you know, no, don't, you know, yeah. shun away. Because they think of me as a stereotype kind of reporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad. So that's when I wished I had blonde hair and blue eye, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think that people just treat different skin colors differently, kind of. It's kind true. Of, it's so. true. So yeah, I'm you know I'm, I'm, I am to some degree an outsider here, so it's easier. And if I'm in England, taking street photography is much more intimidating. It's, yeah, there's much more confrontation. So. What about the food and everything? I love it. When I first came, I tried to make an effort to try something different every day or at least every week. Really? Yeah. If I'd go into a shop and go, oh, "What's that? Let's try what that is." Um, yeah, no problems, really. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, and you're going to ask me about chow dofu, aren't you? <laughs> no, I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> yes, we're talking about a stinky tofu, so yeah. you don't mind it. I don't mind it. You don't it. exactly love it, but you don't mind it. Yeah, you know, it's not always going to be my first choice. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of hot pot either. Oh, the spicy, especially the spicy hot pot ones? I don't mind spicy. Oh, okay. I think it's because I come from the UK and it's, um, I find it difficult to reach across people to serve myself. Oh. Because in England, that's something you're brought up not to do. So it's for me, it's, it's, it's my own issue. It's an etiquette thing. So I feel kind of a bit rude if I'm leaning over somebody else's food to try and reach something. So if I have an individual hot pot, I'm, I'm happy. If it's, a, if it's a communal one, then I'm not quite comfortable yet with, uh, with the full etiquette of it. But oh. I'll get there. That's get, interesting. A couple of beers usually helps. And yeah, I never thought about that. It must be kind of hard for you guys to get used to that, you know, mm. sharing from the same plate, the same bowl, and you don't know if the person next to you has got a cold and you're still sharing the yeah. same plate. That doesn't really bother me. Oh, my, okay. my father gets very confused even with tapas. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> tapas, okay. You know, if, it's, if, if it's for him, if it's not a starter, a main, and a dessert, he just doesn't understand how that's working and where his meal is and why things aren't coming in the right order. To get him when he came here, he came over for our engagement ceremony, which we had here. So then all the dishes there, and then you know, he likes the, the round table, the spinning table. He thinks yeah. that's cool. And then he kind of gets used to that. You can serve yourself. Gradually, gradually, we kind of settled into it after a couple of weeks. Well, where do you want to go with your photography? And in fact, um, I think our mutual friend, he described you as a fashion photographer, yeah. but then actually I realized you're a photographer of a lot of different things. I do. So being here is that I can diversify. Um, in the UK, it's very important to be niche and have a very specific area. And, and I was shooting portraiture um, and I love to shoot portraiture. I love, I like shooting, I like photographing people. I shouldn't say I like shooting people. I like photographing people. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I also really enjoy making still lives. So... I mean, currently I've been doing a lot of work for a, for a computer company and a phone company, uh, which has been good fun. But then last week I just shot a fashion piece, which I really enjoy because I have a nice team around me. So I like to work with a hairstylist, a makeup artist, a model, the stylist, a model agency, clothing designer, their assistants, my assistants. You know, I like to have that. I like to have a lot of people on set, and then of course you feel like a director because you, you know, yes. you, everything you have to do around yourself and work together and collaborate with each other and communicate um, and make it work. And then, and I shoot a lot on location because I just like to have that something that's out of control. Do you have to understand fashion to be a fashion photographer? You I think? think so. Yeah. 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 I did a course with a guy called Nick Knight, who's an amazing fashion photographer, um, a couple of years ago, and. 
I really forced myself to learn a lot more about fashion and understand that it's not just silly clothes that are made by you know this is an art form and it's a very transient art form and as soon as it's made it's gone and you have to get onto the next season and that's something as an artist who's making these clothes who's creating these clothes has to accept that their work is so transient and only very few pieces are going to be timeless you know and that's the difficult thing i think for an artist to, to deal with but also to constantly set themselves a new challenge to find inspiration and then as a photographer to show that that's a challenge for us to deal with well, it sounds like fascinating just what you're doing and so, such an exciting job. But um, before we say goodbye, I'm going to pop you a question. It's uh, one of those, you know, where I say, what's the first thing you think of when I say blah, 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 and you give an answer related to Taiwan, if you may. Okay. I'll try. So what's the first thing you think of when I say the color blue? Mm, the sea. The sea. Mm. Is there any particular sea or yeah, beach? Or Kending. I mean, I guess. Where? In Kending. Kending which mm. is down south. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, Kanding is like a very famous summer getaway, yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I like it when it's just after summer, when it's like September, when it's windy down there, and it's uh, the sky is more not interesting. Not too hot. Not too hot, not too busy. The sky gets interesting in the evenings, and you get some fantastic sunsets. You really say the water there is blue? Parts of it, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's nice. Okay, yes, Kanding, very famous, almost like the southern tip, I'd say, right, yeah, of Taiwan. Yeah, right down there in Pintang County. Yes, that is right. Okay. Well, it's been so much fun talking to you, Duncan. Thank you. Yes, Likewise. thank you. Yeah. So um, good luck with everything you're doing here, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of your work. Well, I hope so. Yes. Hope so, so hope so. Hope those clients keep coming. All right. <laughs> Do you want to give your website to people who want to look at your works? Yeah, sure. It's it's uh, duncanlongdon.photography. Okay, so that's Duncan, D-U-N-C-A-N-L-O-N-G-D-E-N. -E that's right, dot photography. Dot photography. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have a, have a look. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Shirley. Radio Taiwan International is inviting listeners to fill out a survey of listening conditions. Fill out the survey online now and you will have a chance to win a souvenir. The event will run through August 21st. For more information, visit english.rti.org.tw.